Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's segment of Hello, Halloy. As you can hear in my voice, I'm a little gone slash sick because we went out last night and had a little fun. And I'm saying we because I have some special friends in the studio with me. I have two guests this time right here with me. Yes. All right. Go ahead and say hello. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Oh, my. Okay. Supposed- no, say your name. Oh, names. Oh, names. Oh, God, I got okay. It. Go okay, ahead. Try again. First. Try again. Um, hi. My name is Katie. I am friends with Haloy. Um, and do you want me to say how I know you? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Say your names and then say the funny story of how we all know each other. Okay. We're amateurs here. We're amateurs. <laughs> um, so I met Haloy uh, in college at the University of Maine. Go Black Bears. Uh, we were in uh, choir together. We were in the same section. We both sing alto. And um, we became friends when our choir went, took a tour. Um, and we had a free day in Montreal, Canada. And we went out partying in Montreal. And Haloy was drunk before the Uber even picked us up. Iconic. Um, and in the car, she was like, she was like, okay, asking everybody, okay, what's a song? That's gonna like make you lose your mind, or maybe it was one of her friends. And she said, "Shakira, hips don't lie." So fast forward later in the evening, we're at the club, and "Hips Don't Lie" comes on, and this girl, she 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 was gone. She threw everything that was in her hands on the floor and went up and just started dancing on the cages. Um, and in that moment, that was the last time that Haloy was seen with her phone. All right, I have never seen somebody sober up so fast and um so immediately we went into mission impossible and the impossible mission was to find haloy's phone which we did not do um but that moment was really bonding and really kind of solidified our friendship and now fast forward four years and here we are i lost my phone but i found some friends so we love that for me a couple hundred dollars down the drain but it's cheers cheers to that cheers yes okay next we have our other guests Hello again, my name is Len. I'm at Haloy, probably through military. She talked to me first and she was very lovely and friendly. I talked to her first and I never shut up. So that's <laughs> how we became friends. I was like, oh, she's like, you're Filipino. I was like, yeah, I'm Filipino. I was like, let's be friends then. <laughs> she was like, low key racist, but okay. <laughs> but, um, we become friends, really good friends during deployment because we went to a, a location that we can like do our mission. And during that six months deployment, she is right. Her room was right beside me. And even though she would like knock on my door, she doesn't even like wait for me to open the door. She would just come in. That's it. Because I knew she was there. I was like, I know you're not doing anything, bitch. Open this door. <laughs> like, she'd be like, she'd text me, I'm sleeping. And I'd be like, how are you texting me then? <laughs> so basically, the moral of the story, Len, is that Haloy harassed you into being your friend. It was a good harassment. It was a yeah. good harassment. I love that. <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to introduce my great friends for being here because they're going to help me discuss today's topic, which is we're going to be talking about how men fall in love versus how women fall in love. And as always, I'm going to break this up into subcategories. And I have my friends here to give their personal accounts on um, these subcategories that I'm going to be talking about that relate to our topic. So the first topic that I want to look at is how men fall in love. So I want to look at how typically point number one is men 
are usually more interested in outward appearance on first interactions. Like first engagement when a guy is looking for a girl. Like let's let's break this down to like talking about dating apps. Like when a guy is on a dating app, if he's swiping right on a girl, it's usually because he finds her physically attractive. And I will look at girls' profiles and sometimes like then the type of profiles guys swipe on and sometimes they won't even have a good bio. It'll be like they swiped right because she is pretty. And I'm not saying that men are superficial, but it's typically that they go for looks first. Um, and ladies, what are your thoughts on this? Katie, do you want to start first? Yeah. Um, I think that it's just sort of agreed upon by society that men are more visual. And I don't know if that's just like a social construct or if it's like biological, you know, like a biological difference between biological men and biological females. Um, but yeah, I would agree that, you know, whenever I interact with a man, my personal experience is like, for instance, if we're talking about the dating apps, I would be like, oh, well, what made you swipe on my profile? And I have a pretty decent bio, I think, you know. And usually their answer has something to do with how I look um, as to why they swiped on my profile. Um, and so, yeah, I think so as well. And even like when I haven't met people on dating apps, you know, you know, when I've had conversations like, oh, well, what made you initially interested in, in me is something, again, usually something physical, like my smile or <laughs> not my smile, if you know what I mean. Or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tea? Yeah. <laughs> that ass? That, that ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They said, they said, damn, you thick girl. Yeah, okay. Oh, cake can be eat it too, you know? <laughs> they're, they're very poetic right. out here in the streets. So. Let me just take a sip of my coffee. Right. <laughs> Your turn, Lynn. So, based on my experience as well, I, I do agree with Katie because that's our society right now. And most men, especially when I go to the gym, and I, I most of the population on the gym that I go to is mostly men. And then on my standards, I just look at them and I was like, oh, they look attractive. And that's when the same thing as the men goes to when they're working out. They, they would just look at you because that's what the first thing they're they're gonna look. It's it's the way you look. It's not the personality right away. It's just the way you look. Oh hey, she got a big booty. She's doing that squat right there or deadlift, and that's when the standards comes in because that's the first impression that they'll see, and then the second one will be the personality if they're interested on you. Right. Yep. And again, I'm not I'm not saying that men are more superficial for this. I think it's just kind of like Katie was saying, I'm not sure if it's a societal thing that has been embedded in men or if it's a biological thing, but they tend to be more visual. They tend to assess women by looks first. And then like Lynn was saying, personality kind of comes later on. It's kind of like when you're looking at a book, guys, the way I see it is when they're picking up a book or a girl, so to speak, they are drawn in by the looks of the cover and then the contents is what makes them decide to keep reading, so to speak, this person or put it down. Well, I just had a thought when you were talking, like, too, is if you think about think about men, too, like... Okay, I'm being, like, really stereotypical right now, but if you think about the sort of things that men are interested in, they're interested in things that are really hands-on and physical and tangible, you know, like working out, like working on cars, like, you know, doing things that are, are 
our physical hands-on sorts of things you know mm-hmm. and so it makes a lot of sense to me that that would also be like the same approach that you know they have towards women right <clears throat> right and i i don't want to look at it from a negative or positive standpoint like i said i think it's just a kind of it just is that is yeah. yeah that is the norm um and i think it's i think it is good to be aware of it though i think men should be aware that they are like this that way they can hold themselves accountable because it's always good to know what you're like that way you can hold yourself accountable and improve on it and not be superficial um lynn what are your thoughts anything to add i mean like like she said it's it's true and like you um mentioned a while ago it's like a book they just look on the cover and then they open it inside and then it's that's the personality i kind of look at it as a car as well you look at it you you go shopping and look for fancy car and it's nice to have a fancy car but like is it reliable is it worth it yeah right Mm -hmm. right yeah so i think it is very important to assess one man i mean even women too because we also judge on looks but like i said it's more of a guy thing to keep in mind that you need to be looking at the personality as well as the looks. Like, I think if after a first date, a guy can give you a personality compliment that you made a good impression, like he's actually paying attention to you. If after a first date, like, I'm going to get into personal experiences for a second and ladies jump in if you want to. But if after a first date with a guy, the only thing he can say to me is, oh my God, you looked so pretty. Or like, oh my God, I loved this physical aspect. Like, let's say oh, I loved your hair or whatever. I'm I'm wait, I'm usually waiting to hear a personality trait that he picked up on that he liked. I'll be like, what about, like, I'll be thinking, what about my energy? Did he like something about my energy? Or like, uh, I don't know, like, like I said, a personality trait. Uh, thoughts on this? Any personal experiences you want to share? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think too, like, <clears throat> It can be sort of, like, kind of demeaning. Like, if you are out on a date and you're, like, you know, being your best self and you're, you know, you're funny and you're charismatic and you're smart and you have a lot to offer, and then at the end all the guy has to say to you is, like, wow, you looked, you looked really fire, you looked really hot, blah, blah, blah. I had, It's like I had such a great time. It's like, okay, well, it sort of makes you feel like, they ignored they completely ignored the substance and in terms of my personal experience like what has stayed in my mind much longer after a date and has been like a factor of whether I wanted to see somebody again has been have they made me feel good about myself beyond how I look you know like I have had people say oh I think you're really cool or you know I really enjoyed talking with you I we had really good conversation and people who have had said that to me I've found myself being a lot more interested in because there's like a nugget of vulnerability in there right because if you're going out on a date with someone eventually the goal if you know is to is to be vulnerable with them at some point and maybe have a long-term relationship with them and so versus like when they just say something about you physically you know they're they're more so probably looking for something casual and and it's sort of almost like puts up a block you know what I mean because it looks only go so far I hope that makes sense right yeah. yes <clears throat> yeah. I agree with that Lynn did you want to add on do you have any personal experiences you want to share so to be piggy bank 
to what Katie said, um, I've done online dating as well, and does like you said, you swipe right, you say, swipe right and swipe left. When you swipe right, that's the possibility you're looking on the physical look, and then you'll move on to the second page, which is meeting, and that's when you trying to know the personality. And I feel like when you finish that first date, and then either both of you or the female or the the guy would say, I like, I, you look so pretty today and that's how you end your day. Uh, that's kind of like a turn off to me because I'm here on this date to know your personal and getting to know each other, not complimenting the way we look at each other. So. Right. No. It's a balance of both. Yes. There needs to be both. Yes. I agree a hundred percent. We love someone that acknowledges your physical attributes and your emotional personality attributes. Love that. Um, yes, claps and snaps in the studio. Okay, purr. Um, okay, my next topic is going to be about how women fall in love versus how men. So we talked about how men are like more physical. And I'm not saying women don't focus on looks because I sure as hell am not going to sleep with a guy that I think is fucking ugly. I'm sorry. Like that's not <laughs> happening. Even if I have six shots in, like, sorry, if I think you're a two, you're going to stay a two. Yeah. Sorry. Like, oh, 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 on that note, on that note, <clears throat> can you talk about, sorry, I'm like, I drink, I have coffee. I have like just <clears throat> in my throat. Okay. Can we talk about last night, how Holoi fucking saved me from dancing with a guy that, okay. So last night we went out and uh, in our Halloween costumes, and there was this group of, there was, we gave each, we had, like, objectives for the night, and my, my objective was, I want to dance on a guy, because I'm pretty reserved, and whatever, but I was like, I want to dance on a guy, and so Haloy was like, fucking mission accomplished, we're, she was like, G.I. Joe, like, we're gonna go fucking do this, all right, go big or go home, period, and so we select a, a group of men, uh, a, a friend group, and later in the evening, one of them, like, I start talking to and it was kind of like my warm-up and so I'm talking to him and he puts his hand on my hip and like tries to like kind of push me away from everybody else and Holoy and, and Len were right behind me and bodyguard and bodyguard and basically like we were I danced with him for like a minute and he was really really plastered and then I said oh how many drinks have you had and sort of like escorted him towards his friends and Holoy deadass looks at me and she was like no you could do better you could do better. Period. And so I, we found someone better. Anyways. Period. Yeah, homies help homies. Like, I, yeah. it, no matter how plastered you are, if I know that's not who you would normally go for when you're sober, I'm going to look at you and be like, you don't want this. Right. So, yeah. period. Anywho, that was just a little side <laughs> tangent. Yes. No, but like we said, we all had objectives last night. My objective was not to get anyone sick because I have a cold and I was like, I will not... <laughs> I will not be making out with anyone because it's a time when we're all not trying to get sick. And Lynn's objective was to make out with someone and RIP, it didn't happen. <laughs> Girl, we had to leave the club early. That's why that didn't happen. Oh, trust me. I had two shots of tequila, another vodka when we get to the bar, and then I had Haloi. <laughs> Loy Loy's beer, You're and then done. I had a blue motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, shut up! Don't tell them my code name. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Continue, Len. Continue. So I was like, I, that was my goal, but I guess my goal was to get drunk before doing that. So RIP to my goal, but I still had fun with my girls. Yes, yeah, I, I, I did end up accomplishing my goal. 
We love it. RIP construction man. <laughs> oh. I hope you're doing well this morning. You did. You never came back, you shady bitch. Anyway, <laughs> oh, right, tea, tea. To, But see, okay, but women, we talk about, we care about words. We care about words, and now we're transitioning back into what Hello was talking about. Period. Okay, yes. So the next topic I wanted to talk about, which touches on what Katie just said, is how women fall in love. Women, yes, it, it is a mix of that visual. Like, yes, you have to think a guy is attractive to want to go out with him. I understand that. However, women fall in love with what they hear. And I'm saying this because when I talk to my girlfriends, this I'm going to give you an example. When I talk to my girlfriends after a date, they usually will say, oh, yeah, he was cute. But see, the physical attribute is an afterthought. Yeah, he was cute. We're on it for like a second. And then they're going into, oh, but this is how he acted. This is what he was saying. And like, da-da-da-da-da. They're focusing on the conversation that happened between them, right? Because women focus on what they hear. They are drawn in by what they hear. And I'm saying this as nicely as I can. Men know that. And like, I'm going to touch back on the other topic too. Women know that men are visual creatures. And I'm not saying that's why we dress up, but there's more pressure on women to dress up because we know they're visual creatures, right? Like when we go on a first date, women, I I know for myself, I dress up because I know that's the first thing a guy is going to look at. And I'm not saying, like I said, not saying that's a bad thing. I just know that's how it is. Um, and women, you know, in the same sense, men know that women are looking for someone that can woo them through words. And that's why sometimes guys will say things that they know the woman wants to hear. And ladies, what are your personal experiences with this? Do you have personal experiences to share? Well, I mean, like, last night is a perfect example. I mean, I mean, we were we were in Hotown last night, Hotown, Throwtown. But, I mean, okay, period. the guy was like, he was like, you know, he was like, he was with his buddies and he, I was dancing on him and then his buddies walked away and he was like, oh, I'll be right back. And he like put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, I'll be right back. And then he never came back. And it's like, like it, it's like the bare minimum, I think, to expect that people are going to do what they say that they're going to do. And like, no wonder, you know, so many girls are out here with fucking trust issues because we're used to getting lied to by men, you know, for, because, you know, they're trying to be nice or they're, but it's just like, if you just say it like it is, you know, it will prevent a lot of issues later. And if you think about it, like, I was sort of raised, like, if we're talking, like, serious romantic relationships, like, I was raised by a single father, and my dad always told me, you know, you have to be friends first. You really have to be friends with the person that you're going to be with long term. And what makes a good friendship? What makes a good friendship? Following through on what you say you're going to do, open and honest communication, and just, like, compassion, right? And it's so it's like the bare minimum, like you wouldn't hang out with your friends if they were, you know, never followed through on what they said. And, you know, and you like the idea of women, I think, like the idea of men um, and what they have to offer and sort of see that that long term potential when they meet somebody. Whereas, like, I think sometimes men just sort of like look at the first step on the board game, you know, if it's like Candyland, they're like on step one and we're already at the finish line. Oh, period. Okay. I don't know. That's just how I am. And maybe that's just because I think I always think ahead, but yeah, what somebody says definitely plays into whether I see potential with them or not. You know, what about you, Lynn? 
So I, 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 I agree with that one just because I feel like women tend to, like you said, women tends to fall in love with words because we were expecting them to say what we want to hear and they would do it too. And compared to men, they, they expect us to look beautiful for them. So it's a different um, comparison for both men and women. So like you, like she said, it's a bare minimum. Like if you're trying to fall in love or have a long-term, long-term relationship with a person, you they have to go beyond the the expectation just like a getting getting a job if you want to get promoted you have to go beyond your job responsibility sometimes just because that's the way work works or how you get promoted so yeah that's a good analogy yeah claps in the studio all right what about you Holloway? what's your personal experience me not me not me flipping the question on the interviewer. Oh, I love when I get asked questions in my interview. Um, so, in my personal experience, here's what I think about when guys promise when guys use words to woo a woman. The thing is, my dad always taught me that it's best to be honest. It's best to even like. I know it's like Katie mentioned trust issues forming because of guys. The thing is, you can't assess all men based on one guy you dated, right? Mm, because not all true. not all men are trash because one guy you dated was trash. And not all women are hoes just because one woman you dated might have been a hoe, all right? You can't judge one person based on... You can't judge the majority based on one person, so... My dad said, when you are with someone, any person you interact with, it's best to just be honest from the get-go. Because the thing is, if someone is lying to you or being fake, it'll come out eventually because they can't be fake that long. You cannot, you can't sustain a facade that long with someone who is being genuine Mm -hmm. because eventually you won't be able to keep up with how genuine they are. Like the lies are going to run out and so on and so forth. And I think... If anything, it's best to be honest from the start and be open, but not trusting. So like, yes, be open, but like always making mental notes of what the person you're interacting is doing, making mental notes of, oh, they're saying this, but are their actions matching up to it? And you give a couple chances, but if if their actions and words start not lining up, there's a problem that either needs to be addressed or you need to you need to leave that person. Yeah. And sort of like, okay, going back to what I was saying, okay, we're getting nice and comfy cozy here. Um, Going back to what I was saying about, you know, women seeing the long-term potential and the idea of a man, like the, you know, what ends up happening is like when we have friends of ours that have, are interacting with a guy and they're doing that, like their actions don't match their words. Usually what ends up happening is they end up making excuses for that person based on what they oh well they said oh well they said that they're just having a really hard time right now or well they said that they just xyz oh well they promised oh this is probably just and they make justifications for their behavior because they're still holding on to that idea and looking at that long-term potential instead of just like facing the reality of the situation which is like okay this person is acting shady but because they're in love with the idea of being in love they're letting that get in the it's almost like they're putting on rose colored glasses and not allowing themselves to see the situation for what, for it, what is. it is the way that like their friends can, you know? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. Thoughts? Anything to add on, Lynn? No, she she put it down right. She's okay. Okay, she said, I'm picking up what you're putting down, <laughs> per, as we should. Yeah. And, like, I know I don't want this to sound like an attack on the men because I know there's plenty. I, I think lying is something that is not exclusive to one gender. Like, it's not like men are the only ones that lie. I'm saying that men are more prone to do it because they know that women are looking for words. So, like, there's more incentive for them to lie. They know they have to to get the girl, right? Um, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying women don't lie because there are plenty of women that do lie. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of women that play that game as well and they put on a facade. I think people in general, this is a general thing, I think people in general would rather lie and tell people what they want to hear than face the truth and have to deal with, because when you tell the truth, you're dealing with the backlash of telling the truth. You're dealing with, um, this person might not like me if I tell them the truth. There might be a confrontation or a fight if I tell them a truth, so on and so forth. They don't want to deal with those repercussions. However, they don't understand that when you tell a lie, it's not like the problem goes away. You are just prolonging the problem and you have to keep telling lies to cover up what's happening. And then eventually when shit hits the fan... Then you're dealing with a bigger conflict than if you were just fucking honest in the first place. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Lynn, any add-ons? She said no. She said, I'm going to just, I'm going to just amen. Amen on that. Period. Okay. We're in church. It's Sunday. We're yeah. hungover. We love it. We have our coffees. Yes. Drink for Jesus. Yes. Um. So in closing, I just want to say three basic things that I think you need in order to make a relationship like these basic things to make a relationship successful right I think yes the physical attraction needs to be there yes that is important however that's not going to sustain the relationship so it can't just be that um and then second yes your words have to yeah you have to say things that are pleasing to hear and uplifting for someone to be interested but third, your actions need to match those words. If you don't have those three things, you are not going to have any form of, su- of a successful relationship. Um, add-ons, Katie and Lynn. Yeah. Lynn, do you want to go first? Because I've been going first a lot. You go first. Sure. It's true. Phys- physical thing is um, important. And like you said, it's not going to be enough to keep the relationship for long term. Second, your words need to ma- match with your actions. It's that's very important, like you touched on earlier, because I've been into relationship that it has to be it. It was clo- uh, It was a relationship, and then end up being a long distance relationship. It was. It was a military one, and Oof. then he. Uh, that's that, your first red flag: military relationship. <laughs> I should have known. He was my <coughs> he was my first re- a military relationship though, so on that on that situation he knows what I'm looking for. He knows the words that I'm looking for that that I'll fall in love with him, and he said that magic word and I did fall in love with him. And afterwards he left, and he never stayed on. He never stand on his ground on those words just because he's not there anymore and I guess we're both not accessible that's why he he never really 
he he probably thinks that the word that he he let he let go and told me wasn't a big deal, but it was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Just because that's what we want for, what well, that's what we want to hear from a female perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Well, a little bit about myself, it, like to understand my perspective on this is I um, studied in college. I studied um, a lot of psychology. And I have a minor in child development and family relations, and a lot of like what we, you know, how we end up getting into romantic relationships is sort of based on our attachment styles as children, and so I think like a big part of you know making a relationship successful is being self aware. Um, and sort of understanding how your relationships with your family and your and your relationship with yourself influences how you behave in relationships. Um, I read this really great book called Attached that I highly recommend, and it talks about how you know it's been found that there are sort of three main attachment styles: secure attachment, it, and then two types of insecure attachment: avoided and anxious. And like that action's not lining up with words, um, and sort of like pushing people away and all of those things and kind of kind of going ghost all of those are attributes of what would be determined as an avoidant attachment style and what that means is like someone likes the idea of somebody but then once they're emotionally close with them it makes them uncomfortable and so their default to protect themselves is to push people away because they don't know how to handle that or on the other end of the spectrum someone who's anxious is like the type of person the type of person that like gets characterized as like quote-unquote clingy because they're constantly worried that someone's going to abandon them and someone's going to leave and someone's going to like try to fuck them over. And so for me, I think the, the core, the first core of making a relationship successful on top of everything that Len and Haloy has been saying is to be self-aware and to understand like how your past experiences influence the person that you are and how you function in relationships with other people, friendships or, or romantic relationships. And then the second part of that, in order for a relationship to be successful, it doesn't matter, like, how cool you think somebody is. Like, if you want a long-term relationship, you have to make sure that your morals and, the, and your viewpoints and your outlook on life is similar. Because if it's not, and then you, like, if you decide that it's in the cards for you to, like, have children someday, and at your core, your morals are different and you're not on the same page, you are setting yourself up for for failure because you're setting your kids up to like not know who's you, you know to sort of be like getting conflicting messages you know in the home and that's not good for anybody you know um, and it's not good for you and your partner you know because if you can't get on the same page in terms of like how you want to approach things it's not it's just not going to work out and so I think um, those are some two things that are like really incredibly important in addition to you know following through in what you say and you know the bare minimum <laughs> yeah facts facts yeah and like I said all those things are important but it's really a mix of the three that you need to have a successful relationship like as important as it is to be physically attracted to someone like like I said ladies it's a thing guys focus on but you have to also be building the person that's inside to you know show them that who you are like yes I'm a freaking human being I'm not just my looks and also we're all going to be toothless and wrinkly someday so you better like the person besides like whether they have a six pack or not so period period (laughs) yes yes all right well that's all I had to share 
in our little discussion today. Thank you for sitting in, Len and Katie. We loved having the guest stars in. It's good stuff. Thank you for inviting us. She said I won't be coming back. (laughs) Okay, maybe next time we won't be hungover. Anyway, love that. See you later, friends, and stay safe out there.